0: This week's episode of Two Tools covers Judge and Pujols and how they inch closer to their historic milestones, the power rankings, and how that affects with two weeks left in the season. And did John Heyman really tweet that? Find out now.
1: Hello, listeners. My name is Alex Jonitz, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Travis Miller. I am more of a stats nerd. He was a total stud on his D3 college team. And this is the Two Tools Baseball Podcast. Enjoy.
0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Tools Baseball Podcast, episode 75. Alex and I are coming to you live. It is Monday. September 19th, 2022. Uh, Pretty good weekend for Alex, for us, Alex. Uh, Your Rams won, my Buckeyes won, good football stuff. There you go. I love talking football now because uh, sadly, the team we support of course today was finally eliminated. The, uh, the, The painful ending to the season has now, I guess, officially pretty much almost ended. We'll see some good baseball for the next couple of weeks. We'll see some hopefully historic baseball. Uh, with one guy, Shohei Otani, but, uh, start off the episode, uh, bittersweet time for me and Alex, uh, angels are officially eliminated from the playoffs. I mean, I think we knew about this since June, since they went on the, what the 14 game skid Alex, but, uh, I thought we'd bring it up first, uh, get rid of the pain first in the episode right. and then, uh, kind of transition into maybe some good news or some brighter spots in baseball right now. And also of course, like what I think we do bring up a little bit of football. Cause, uh,
1: i don't know it's just just kind of greener pastures right now for our (laughs) minds i I always think about you know i'm actually wearing my anthony davis shirt right now laker fan who you know not 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 the perfect off season for us either but there's always hope uh going into a new season but for the angels this year travis the hope has been gone for a couple months now and it's finally uh, officially mathematically eliminated um which is fine. You know, we saw this coming, so it's not a huge surprise. We're just hoping for better next season. Uh, hopefully, we have a new owner very quickly. We know that there's uh, some some level, of, some level of negotiations for a sale. We never talked about it, Travis, but a couple of weeks ago, there was a headline about the... LA Times. Was he the CEO of the LA Times yeah. or like the owner? Yeah. I don't know how it works, but the guy who's the head honcho of the LA Times... Uh, was interested and made a bid for the Angels. Uh no idea how many other guys will make bids, you know, but his uh net worth or whatever it might be, the the amount of money that uh he might be able to use for the team, he's just, he's just like worth or oh, I think it was over double our current owner, or at least around du- around double. And six
0: or seven billion, I thought I saw.
1: Something like that. And yeah. I think that was more than like Mark Cuban. So it was more than like some of the guys who angel fans might have thought of as like, Oh, this guy should buy the team. Like this guy definitely has money. Um, which is like check one and then check two is like, uh, for an angel fans wish list. Like, are you going to be aggressive with that money? Are you going to be smart with that money? Um, are you going to invest in winning top to bottom in the organization? That's really what we want to see obviously. And so Mm -hmm. we're hoping for the best in that regard. Uh, but no real further updates on that front. I just heard that he made a bid or at least inquired and was interested. But And I think he also tried to buy the Dodgers when they were for sale around yes. like a decade ago or something. Mm-hmm. And he, he combined a bid with um, Steve Cohen, who now owns the Mets. So wow. like they were wow. going to team up for the Dodgers, but now Cohen's a Mets guy and now... This guy, I wish I had his name, but he uh It's tough one to pronounce. <laughs> is it yeah, I, I I I vaguely remember it, but um yeah, we're talking about somebody who has had interest in in uh, owning a team for a long time and hopefully uh the Angels can get a deal done soon because Travis, we all know an offseason is going to be much more smooth and much more um like focused and directed if we have, you know, a new owner instead of like this limbo sale, you know, for sale phase where um where the team has trouble mm-hmm. uh you know figuring out the direction they're gonna go. Because if if a majority of the offseason we're still under the control of, you know, current owner Artie Moreno, who knows how much he wants to spend while he's in negotiations for a sale. So yeah. I just don't want that business side of things to affect offseason we have in terms of player personnel so you know uh still more to come on that we'll be updating as we as it develops further but it's it's just it shows where the angel season is at right now that we're really focusing on the offseason yep. next season Um, The next few weeks for us, Travis, is all about appreciating what we're seeing with Shoei Otani and even Mike Trout as well, and then hoping some of the young guys can uh, look look promising for, you know, for the offseason for next year. So Um, on the Angels front, that pretty much wraps things up, Travis. um, We can probably move on to some of the, you know, more broad news for MLB this week. Mm -hmm. We have new players of the week, of course, MLB announced today. I believe it was Jordan Alvarez for the American League and you Darvish for the National League. Where do you want to start on that, Travis?
0: Yeah, let's start off with the big, uh, big bomber, Jordan. Um, currently, right now, still in the top, but the top five for MVP voting. I know we talked about, I think, last episode where we kind of broke down, you know, Shohei and Judge, right now, your two favorites. And then you got your, you know, next three guys, Jordan, Jose Ramirez, we even threw in Mike Trout um your i mean three home run game i think it was last wednesday or thursday alex and yeah. I mean, all of them are just moonshots i mean this guy literally i think he hits balls out of the ballpark they're probably going like 450 i feel like you know everything that he hits is like just no
1: doubters to dead center yeah
0: ex, just some, some of the best pure raw power other than judge jordan alvarez is the next guy up that has just just you know light tower power that you know guys you haven't really seen in a while but um, good week from him, five home runs, uh, continuing to just keep on leading that charge with that Houston Astros offense, how good it is. I think about it all the time, Alex, they lost Springer a couple of years back. I, they lost Correa last year. They could probably have one of the best win total seasons of their, um, existence i mean right now 96 almost if they're playing tonight against the rays i don't know what the score is but could have 97 wins by the end of tonight and then you're looking at you know will they get to 105 wins could they keep on marching to that you know 108 almost 110 wins it'd take a lot to get to 110 wins but um they'll probably be playing some of the weaker al west teams in the next couple weeks they could really stack on some of those teams like texas like oakland we'll see even like seattle um even though seattle's been playing a little rough lately but um you know, again, it's it's just funny with Houston, just how good they are. We'll get a little bit into their pitching side. Um, They've had a couple uh, historic performances from Justin Verlander this season, and also point out what Framber Valdez did this week. Nobody has ever done something that he did, so really, really encouraging if you're an Astros fan. Both sides of the ball performing just very, very
1: well. Yeah, I think on the Framber Valdez note, you know, obviously he's not Player of the Month. It's it's your Don, but I think a lot of credit goes to Framber um for the consistency for those that don't know i believe he set the record 25 straight starts he earned a quality start which means i think it means six innings pitched three and is it three runs yeah three runs
0: or less yeah three runs or less so
1: um
0: but if you go seven and you allow four you don't get the quality start you know what i mean
1: okay is that how it works yeah so minimum okay. of
0: six innings and then th- uh three runs or less so
1: so it's like if you got a qual if you got six innings pitched and three runs allowed every single game it's not like amazing yeah. it's like
0: because the, the, that
1: would be 4.5 era mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that in and of itself is not an amazing um earning a quality start is good but not amazing in and of itself mm-hmm. but i will say doing it and not pretty much you're not allowing over three runs for 25 straight games, it's the record all time in a single season, I believe, uh, as of this week. So yeah. Framber, you know, hats off to the consistency we're seeing there. Um, when you have an offense like the Astros, all you're really asking for is consistency from the starting pitching um, and some very good outings from him all season long. So um, the Astros are proving that they're still the team to beat in the american league and and we'll kind of talk about that more when it comes to our power rankings we'll talk about that later in the episode and we released our power rankings today for the new week but uh onto the national league travis you Darvish. I believe I read fourteen uh scoreless innings, fifteen strikeouts. Wow. So a couple good starts from him. The Padres are in an interesting spot right now. You know, they're in that wild card mix in the national league. The Brewers still outside looking in at the
0: Padres. And currently the five seed now. They uh they they topped right. the Phillies this week, so
1: I think the Phillies had trouble with the Braves, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so because of that, the Phillies dropped a little bit there. I'm still very, you know, that's still going to be one of the closest things, I think, to monitor for us. We're going to try to keep track of, you know, how that race is going to shape up down the stretch. It's going to be one of the closer ones, I think. I could definitely see it going down to the wire. But, um, yeah, I mean, Darvish, on a great week from him. He's the kind of player who has the pedigree where we just kind of expect you know, or I, I should say when we see something um, great from him, it just seems like uh, business business as usual for him. So, um, you know, hats off to him there. Uh, but, Travis, we can move along now. Um, there's a few places we could go. I say we first go to Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge and their home run yes, stuff. Yeah. We've been kind of covering this um, just about every week
0: uh because it's a race that kind of keeps developing every single week every week they're making progress and it's right it's getting more and more exciting and i mean the one of course is aaron judge we can start there and judge alex um 59 home runs right now he is one away from the bambino babe ruth hitting 60 home runs in a season of course we haven't seen that in the american league at least since what roger maris now i mean no american league hitter has hit 60 home runs in a season since what night i think it was 1961 when it happened 61 we're we're looking at 60 plus years of history that no one in the american league has done um and it's it's just it's getting crazy right now
1: did you know it's been 61 years since 61 ah just just another just another mind bender right there but yeah uh We'll definitely get more into the significance of like if he can get to 60, 61, above that. Um, When it comes to like all said and done, MVP race, yep. all that kind of stuff at the end of the season, you know, we don't want to. I feel like we're too close to the finish line here to really dive deep into like the whole Otani versus Judge thing. Yep. We'll touch on it a bit <laughs> later because there were some interesting comments from uh, MLB Insider, but
0: there was a nice um, uh, baseball writer's little battle. On Twitter this uh, this was, past week, there yeah. was
1: some there was some beef, there was some Twitter beef for sure. Um, but just to give judges credit, yeah, he had a couple, he had a really monstrous game in uh, Milwaukee where he had a two home run game with another double, like a four for five game. Um, I yeah. think that was yesterday, that was Sunday. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean, he's been on a monstrous tear. Albert Pujols, Travis, uh, another home run for him. I believe he is two, two away. away, right? Yep. So. Two away.
0: Um, and both guys having an off day today, Monday. So we thought it'd be perfect to record today before they, uh, they don't make, most likely starting tomorrow. So
1: to, to, yeah, they don't make a progress under our nose while we're <laughs> recording. So
0: right when we press end and we wrap the episode up, we just knew they would hit a home run probably, you know? both of them. Yeah. yeah.
1: But so Pujols, Travis, he's making, you know, great strides. Uh, I mean, every, every home run at this point is a great stride because, um, right now he needs what? Two more to, so I think, Yes. Because Judge, it's like
0: you don't judge, want to tie. Yeah.
1: Judge, you want to beat the record. Yep. But Pools just needs to hit the number. Yep. He just needs to hit seven. He doesn't need seven oh one. If you end at
0: seven hundred, I could care less if you hit seven oh one. Right. You're in right. the seven hundred club. So he
1: just needs two. Judge, you could argue maybe he wants, you know, to be sixty-two he and have three, that, yeah. that outright lead. Then it would be the non-steroid era yep. um lead for hormones in a season. We can talk about that more at the end of the season as well. Like, cause I see some people saying like, you Oh, I know, guess you're
0: right. I didn't think about that.
1: Some people say like, Oh, like the steroid era is like the reason why uh, the Maris record got broken. So really it's not for broken and judge is going to break it for the." <laughs> so I, I don't buy into all of that, you know, cause like maybe if Sosa didn't take, I mean, I mean you can't say like, what if they did or what if they yeah. didn't, because bonds yeah. went like 12 over the the Maris record yep. anyways. Yep. Um, it's a whole nother can of worms. There's so much controversy that the steroid era kind of brought about mm-hmm. and just creating new conversations for us to have. But, but yeah, Travis, essentially, um, you know, Albert is just needing two more with still, um, I mean, less than a month to go here. What is it about two 15,
0: 15 or so games? I think for about everybody right now, um, we have a good two weeks of baseball left.
1: What are your thoughts then? Albert, two more. Is it a, no problem. B, you probably mm-hmm. got it.
0: C, you know, 50-50? What were we thinking? I mean, we covered it last time. I mean, it'd probably be... What was your... What was A? He's got it. I mean, definitely.
1: Is it, I, yeah, I, is it, is it a lock? Is it almost a lock? Just What's your general thought? I, I
0: think it's almost a lock. Um. You know, I mean... The one thing I will say is the Cardinals. And we talked about it last week. They have such a huge lead in the division, so it's almost feel. I think the division is it's practically locked up. I think that it's an eight game lead over the Brewers. They are, of course, I mentioned last week, still fighting for that two seed. I think they're about six or five games back of the Mets for that second, uh, second seed and also a first round buy, which would be really, really nice for the Cardinals to get that extra rest because I think we all know um, their pitching staff is probably one of the, I would say one of the, you know. It's like one of the more questionable of the playoff teams. It is. Sure. It is definitely. So I think that getting a first round buy and getting those guys some rest and that you would have to have some of these other teams use utilize some of their pitching, um, you know, for a little bit longer in the playoffs or at least a couple more rounds. But um, I, you know, I think it's definitely a 50 it's a It's a pretty good shot. I mean, two home runs. The only thing is, I mean, I can't imagine being at 699 and then you're telling yourself, you know... I have, you know, I have 10 games left and then, Oh, I haven't hit one. I have five games left. I have one weekend left. And so it's going to be, it's going to just be a huge mind game for Albert to get that. I think that some of the hitting or the pitching that he faces, I think, I think I mentioned he plays Pittsburgh like six times in a row. And I think that Pittsburgh's pitching is probably brutal when you look at it that. So it could be pretty simple and easy. I wonder if the Cardinals bat him lead off to get more at bats, Alex. I mean, that would that'd be pretty funny if they get him out there trying to get, well. um, to get to that milestone and then you know looking at judge i think it it's it's pretty safe that 60 will be coming true um just the way that he's been hitting as of late and i just feel like hitting baseball so well to both parts of the field right field and left field that's of course what's the sign of a really good hitter and judge is just proving to be that really good hitter pools you know he puts a lot into the swing to hit the ball out of the ballpark you mentioned it probably 10 times alex guys are throwing low 90s down the pipe or in the sweet spot where pools can easily muscle them out. So it's going to be fun. I mean, I, I think he goes on a road trip, if I'm not mistaken, this week or next. It's going to be, I think it's three in San Diego and then three or four in L.A. So good place to watch San Diego or L.A. He could break it and uh, and get 700 right then and there. So um, it, it's it's going to be a fun rest of the next couple, two weeks to finish up the season with these milestone watches. Um, you know, with, with, with it's, it's fun when you got baseball and it's, it's, it's meaningful baseball with some of these teams. And then also these milestones are so historic and so fun. I mean, we haven't seen 700 since I think it was 2004 or 2005 bonds. So, um, 700 is something you don't see very often. And I mean, the fourth guy he could become to enter this club. So really, really cool and special. Uh, with both these guys right now so it's it's funny that Ruth's name is in almost every conversation when you look at these home run milestones single season and all time Um, and right now Judge is really close to passing Ruth and Pujols not close to passing Ruth but Pujols is you know the next guy up is Ruth he's not I don't Alex I don't think he's gonna be playing next season if he gets 700 because you know coming back just to beat Babe Ruth would be you know I, I it'd be kind of a i don't want to say a tainted look i think once you get 700 you're pretty much set and done and that he'll go out in peace plus the cardinals are doing really good this year why not leave on a division uh winning note so with also yachty and with also adam wainwright but um to get back to the question i know i kind of went off but it's i, I think pools right now you're looking at 50 to it's it's a it's a pretty good lock but not, a, not not a certain lock just yet because you know things could happen i mean i i feel like One away just plays with your mind so much that you just start pulling the baseball. You just start doing things to your swing that it's just like, okay, now you're basically not focused and locked in. And then, you know, if you find yourself at 699, what do you do? That would be, that would be definitely brutal. Um, you, you, you made a fun note of how
1: like Albert will have a chance to probably break the record possibly, or sorry, to tie 700, um, in like LA or in San Diego around that time. Also a funny note that a lot of sorry a lot of Yankee fans were talking about on Twitter today. I believe this Friday the Yankees play on the Red Apple Sox, Apple yeah. broadcast. Mm-hmm. And someone was just saying if the Apple broadcast has the the legendary call they're just going to be so upset because <laughs> you just want to hear like the Yankee Stadium call I'm
0: sure. Yes. Um, yep. I think Thursday is an FS1 game or it's a Fox nationally televised game oh, okay. for a reason so um you guys are probably be listening to this on Tuesday and he'll be playing the Pittsburgh Pirates for the next couple of days. So Tuesday, Wednesday, it's Pittsburgh for judge. And then it is four games against the Red Sox. What a fitting way. I mean, to hit 62 against the rival Red Sox, if it does happen. Um, I think they go on the road to Toronto after, and then they come home, I think against Baltimore and then they go to Texas or something like that. So if it doesn't happen this homestand, then it might happen on the road. You know, you, you gotta, then you kind of start playing this whole, okay, what games is it really going to happen? Does it have a shot at this series? But um, what's your bet, Alex? Do you think it happens this homestand?
1: I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I because like he'll he'll just he'll like not hit one for like four or five days, and he'll have yeah. two in a game. Yep, so yeah, yep. Um, I could. I mean, just based on like the recency bias of like the trend of how he's been hitting, um, you could see him hitting sixty and sixty one. You yep. know on both on Friday night or something like that. And then the Apple broadcast has like these, you know, we've made fun of Apple broadcast calls, you know, um, and I'm hey. not just
0: doing their best, but you know what? Balls seem to be juiced in nationally televised and Apple broadcast games. So
1: I could see some, some
0: Manfred strikes again. You know,
1: I think so. I could see some big fireworks <laughs> in that regard.
0: One question I'll ask you, Alex, cause I was pondering it today and it actually was a big headline. Um, judge easily going to be the home run champion this season. It looks like he's going to be the RBI champion as well one point away from the AL batting average champion lead right now. I will say Luis Arias for the twins has the lead. I think it's 317 that performance yesterday in Milwaukee going four for five. I mean, I think I looked last night and it was a 311 batting average. And this morning it's a 316. He literally bounced up five points. I mean, what a, what a crazy turnaround of events. I mean, everyone thought home runs and RBIs, he's going to run away with that. But now the batting average Alex could be the AL leader at the end of the season it just depends on how he finishes the season maybe he just maybe he just says screw the home runs i'm going more for contact now alex and just raises his average like 325 and then captures the uh just hard liners, the, the, yeah the, the trap captures the triple crown easily but um i wanted to i wanted to ask you on that what what do you think about that one i mean 317 to 316 right now i mean if we see a triple crown alex with 62 homers never been i don't know if we've seen I'd have to look back but i don't know maybe I'm ruth sure did we... it in 60 but i don't know if we've seen a triple crown season where you also have 60 home runs if that'd be something they could look up because yes i mean i don't think maris was leading in average maybe not even rbis he had you know he had um he had mantle right on his uh right on his neck for you know home runs maybe maybe mantle had more home or rbis it, i'd have to go back and look at that kind of stuff but Could we see something where it's 60 plus home runs and the Triple Crown? That'd be fun to look at.
1: It's definitely something to keep track of for sure. I think, like you said, Arise is the leader in batting average. And I think Bogarts was like tied and like up by like a fraction of a point on Mm -hmm. Judge. So um, those would be the guys to look at down the stretch, I'm guessing. But it definitely is something to watch. The Triple Crown is very much in play. I will go on record as I did last year with Guerrero Jr. I don't think the triple crown means anything. Mm-hmm. That that's just my personal uh stance, I guess. I just think that being the RBI champ is really dependent on your teammates obviously and the situations you get put in and then also um being a batting average champ a lot to do with just kind of, you know, there's a lot of skill involved of course hitting the ball harder means you're more likely for the ball to land for a hit. Um, there's a lot of skill in hitting for, you know, consistent contact, but at the same time, I just think having the best batting average is less impressive than like the fact that ju- I think the more impressive thing to me is how high is on base and slugging are right now. And mm-hmm. slugging is over 700 right now. For me, that's more impressive than the RBIs yep. or the batting average. The slugging percentage is off the charts. It's at a kind of a historic level. Um, and then the, the on base, I believe leads baseball. So,
0: yep yep and right now alex one thing to point out i know i looked last night first guy aaron judge right now since 2004 barry bonds to have an ops plus above 200 right now yes um we've seen trout we've seen harper come to 198 almost 200 never reached that skill or that mark judge could be the first one since barry bonds 2004 so i mean again just kind of creating this insane kind of milestone what a hitting season aaron judge is having alex I know we'll get into it. I kind of got to mention it right now, though. We've never seen Shohei Otani do what he's doing now. I mean, I mean, I will say
1: Saturday was something special.
0: Uh, it's, I mean, he literally gives up what seven innings, one run against a wild card team. Right now, I think it was. I know he only gave up one run. I believe it was seven shutouts. So, seven shutouts. Okay. And so then I mean, the reliever
1: gave up one. I yes. see.
0: I see. I see. Okay, but I mean, the ERA is just dropping. The hitting is still staying very, very good, very, very productive. It's just, I mean, it-
1: on on Saturday it was seven shutout innings. The setup man gives up one. The closer finishes it off. So it's a two-one win, and the two runs by the Angels. One was a double off the wall that drove in Trout, and another one was Trout was Otani scoring a run later in the game on an infield like a ground out or something so, so doing it all himself so literally both <laughs> runs could be attributed to Otani's bat and then he kept the team for seven innings shutout he was pitching uh masterfully um went over a hundred pitches so mm-hmm. he has the work workhorse component as well um he pretty much it's the kind of game where uh no one but him can really have that kind of impact on the game yeah and it's it's that's the kind of game where I think war really disservices Otani Travis. I've seen some games where he both starts and DHs and his he'll have a great start and yeah. he'll maybe he goes like one for four or whatever. Mm-hmm. And his war won't go up by that much because one for four is a DH if it's like a single and you go one for four. It's not that good because a DH really um for war they're really just counting how good your bat is and yep. they're really dinging you for the lack of defense. So they expect your bat to be really good, since you're not playing defense. And he's probably so, stealing
0: because you know the Angels just love to steal this year, and he's probably getting thrown out, and that's probably looked at as a negative at bat right there.
1: And so because of all <laughs> the, because of all these factors, like sometimes the war is not that high uh, after a game where he's like doing things that no one has ever done before. And meanwhile, you know Judge has a, had a very impressive four for five game, two home runs, a double. Yeah, um, he deserves a lot of war for that kind of game um but if the yankees pitchers were a little bit worse uh they still would have lost that game otani from both sides of the ball was able to win a game for the angels and that's just something that is hard to um put into a number Mm -hmm. like war and i think war does a great job of measuring things in estimation but um it's it's there's i think there's no way to numerically sum up what Otani brings to the table and a lot of people bring up the roster spot. And that is one thing, but the bigger thing for me is just the fact the workload that one player has. Um, I mean, he deserves extra credit in my mind. He deserves extra credit for the fact that you can't just add up the two jobs and say, look, this is what he's bringing to the table. I mean what he's doing is so much more spectacular because he's doing it at the same time. It's something it's it's an expectation he's created for himself that no one can no one else can live up to. No yeah. one else can even you know scratch that surface so.
0: It's crazy that I think last year's MVP and last year's season is almost hurting him this year like we mentioned Alex beginning of the season, we said Shohei will have a really hard time to repeat as MVP because the expectation is he's going to be an all-star hitter and he's going to be an all-star pitcher. He's doing that again this year, not to the hitting level of last year, but also the pitching last year is not as good as this pitching this year. It's kind of funny how he's flip-flopped. He even said in an interview, he feels like a more balanced MLB player right now. And honestly, truthfully, I mentioned, I think a month ago, I think this is the best season we've seen of Shohei Otani. Even though last season was awesome, we are seeing someone who is going to be top five should be top five in Cy Young and probably will be top five MVP of course the, I shouldn't say top five he will be top five in MVP the, top the, two. Yeah.
1: the the summary of the way I would like to put it is and then I'll, I'll kind of leave it at this mm-hmm. he, he's going to be top five in Cy Young he's a top five pitcher in the American League he might be a top five pitcher in MLB this season I I would probably put him I would probably put him top three in mm-hmm. Cy Young it really comes down
0: for down. American League
1: Right. It really comes down to how some of these guys finish off. Verlander and Cease and McClanahan Mm -hmm. have to see how they finish in terms of innings pitched, in terms of their earned runs in the last couple of starts here before the season ends. But I would say roughly top three to five in Cy Young. So a top three to five pitcher in the league is also a, a top three to five pitcher in american league is also like top five in like home runs in the american league in slugging in all these major categories for hitting that is the the real difference maker is that you're getting a top five guy on both sides of the ball um in one guy yeah and that and how much crazy value that can bring so i'll leave it at that Travis. we can move along here um that'll I be, actually
0: that, that, that'll be a good mvp conversation you know it will. It, what's going to suck is it's going to, you know, we're going to die off because we'll be talking postseason baseball in October and then come November, we'll bring it back up again. But that's when we can at least dive into the stats and see the final product line, even after the season's done on, I mean, maybe show he's starting the last game of the season and, you know, perfect game. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm to, calling it right there. Yeah. Just to
1: exclamation point his year. Exactly. Travis, there's a bit of a interesting development, breaking news kind of just because I don't want it to slip under the rug. What uh, You know, we hit uh stop recording and all of a sudden uh, there's something we missed, but uh, Jeff Paston just tweeted that Max Scherzer was perfect through six innings against Milwaukee. His bid, uh, his bid had to end there because he's on a, a limit yep. because he was coming back from injury. So because of that limit, he had to leave the game six perfect innings. And then two pitches into Tyler McGill's relief appearance is a yellow. double ending the perfect game and no hitter. So, you know, just kind of a fun thing to talk about there just because yeah. Scherzer, um, you know, is someone who I feel like get to the end of the season. Excuse me, heading end of the season, heading into the playoffs, he's somebody that um dials it up, you know, he knows when to kind of bring yep. it and he really brought it today against the Brewers, I guess. But um jeff Passon notes that there's never been a combined perfect game so it would have been a fun opportunity to try to have that checked off the mlb all time like yes yeah. for first time something happened but just want to kind of shout that out that that happened um because it's you know fun to kind of see things develop as we record with some of the games going on right now
0: and it's like how many times have we seen or even said this year that a perfect game has gone through five you know i just feel like it's just it's so incredible how many times no hitters no hitters i feel like are common every week now you're going to see someone always perfect you know he's got no hits through five or he's got no hits through six. And it's like now perfect games through six. It's just crazy how often these games are going into the sixth inning with no hits, perfect games on the line. It's, it's crazy, but I will point good. I think that's a great move, of course, by the Mets. I I thought we saw Scherzer come out of the game like a week ago and he had some sort of minor injury, but I guess he's back now. Um, That's one guy you need to be healthy, of course, going into the playoffs. Him and DeGrom one two. Um, not many offenses can, they, can put up with that.
1: Uh, sorry, Scherzer will be pitching more important games yes. than today's yep. game uh, before the season and postseason concludes. So, um, it, yeah, of course, makes sense to respect that innings, or sorry, like the pitch count that they set for him before the game. You have to be serious about that kind of stuff. There's no reason to mess around uh, when it comes to that. So, uh, Travis, let's transition over quickly, and we just spent time talking about Otani. And uh judge, but one of the biggest headlines of this of the last week or so was John Heyman, MLB insider. Um New York Post. Sports writer, yeah. Is it New
0: York Post? I think it's it's something New York, yeah.
1: Obviously a big East Coast guy. Um, was talking he kind of threw some shade to Anaheim. He said Anaheim is just like a playground with theme parks and nothing <laughs> not he said not a real city and that New York's the greatest city in the world. And then he goes on to say that like there's like this anti East coast bias. I'm like, dude, it sounds like you have an anti West coast bias, but either way he was making the case for judge. And there is of course a case to be made for judge. We're angels fans. We're going to always want to kind of push back on that kind of stuff just because we're such big fans of Otani. But, um, there's plenty of cases for judge. Of course, Heyman was making all this nonsense about like, it shouldn't even be close. And, he said – I saw a, a tweet this morning because he made this article about this whole kind of topic and like that there's there's a there's a West Coast bias and all this – there's no West Coast. There isn't for sure – I mean as Travis, as a diehard fan of SoCal sports, there is for sure in my mind an East Coast bias in the media. Like all the attention usually hovers around East Coast more so than West Coast. Yep. Um, just, and, ma-
0: just watch Mad Dog Chris Russo, you know.
1: Of oh, he—he is a—he is a—he a huge East Coast guy as well. I mean, tons of these big media heads are, um, you know, really centered
0: on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, because you can watch every game. You know, you can't watch every West Coast game.
1: Yeah. And someone, when Otani had his great start on Saturday um, against the Mariners, someone tweeted at, at John Heyman when the game ended, like, you know, I hope when you wake up and watch the highlights that you understand what you're witnessing kind of thing, but throwing some shade back at at Heyman. But he made a tweet this morning because people keep commenting at him and he keeps responding. And he said something to the effect of... um, Everybody shut up. No. (laughs) He (laughs) said that like Otani is being spectacular, but he's unlucky because he's going up against possibly one of the greatest seasons, if not the greatest season ever. And that is just something... it's not the greatest season that boggles my mind yeah aaron judge is having a spectacular year the war is going to be off the charts when it's all said and done he has a very 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 good shot to set the american league home run record the non-stairway home run record it's still not one of the greatest seasons ever. It's going to be a really, really good season. It's going to be a, fan, a fantastic all-time kind of season, but it's not going to be the greatest season ever. At least not in in our books. Alex, um, it won't even
0: be the greatest Yankee season of all time.
1: I think that you could find some Ruth years. You can find some. Uh, I mean, one some- thing
0: is Ruth hit sixty in one hundred and fifty-one games, and that was, you know, I think that was the big thing about Maris is that, oh, well, Ruth did it in less games, so technically it's a tainted. You know, I, I, they they mentioned that. Um, when when Maris got 61 and so it was kind of like a tainted 61, you know, all time single season record because Ruth didn't less games. Um, I, I mean, I think I could look up a mantle season. I could look up a Ruth season. I could look up a Gehrig season. I think you could look up tons of other seasons by guys and say, OK, that season's better than Aaron Judge's Yankee season. It's spectacular, but that's kind of crazy that a guy who is his p- pure and sole job is to cover baseball in the history of baseball guy gets a vote for the Hall of Fame is saying stuff like that
1: it's a really big just kind of recency biased thing um you and i are big fans of some of those have you heard of a guy named
0: ted williams Sean Heyman, right i mean there's some <laughs> of these
1: guys who have had like these more spectacular offensive years in terms of the on base and the slugging there are other guys who have if you want like a real complete player you know mickey Mantle playing center field yep. with, you know great speed and defense also having all-time great uh ops numbers so you know, what Judge is doing is phenomenal and we'll save we'll sa- we'll save the rest of this for the end of the season. But I just kinda yes. had to shout out Heyman a bit. And that was some of the big drama on Twitter. Uh people talking about, you know, how special Judge is right now. And then some people like Heyman maybe taking it a little overboard mm-hmm. um, with some of the cl- some of the
0: the claims in the comments. But he was getting yeah, I mean he I mean, I know LA and Anaheim writers were sliding into his, you know. I would say DMs, but sliding in the into rep- you know, in the in replies, in the, into the replies, and they were, yeah, there were some, there were some heated battles going on, yeah, but it was good. I mean, you, you know, of course, you have the, the idiot Twitter fan that's just, you know, you know, saying, you know, well, you know, Shohei plays for a team that is under seventy wins, and it's like,
1: yeah, when people bring up win total yeah. and they bring up, uh, you know, I, one thing Heyman kept bringing up is like that Otani doesn't play with like a postseason pressure. Otani puts pressure on himself. Don't you worry about course, that. Yeah. There, there's no, There's no difference in pressure. These guys are... I mean, Otani and Judge are both playing for contracts in a way. Like, they're playing for... You know, there's a lot of stake. And Otani wants to be one of the greatest. He, I'm, he, In his mind, he probably wants to be the greatest player ever. Yep. So, there's pressure there. It, just because he's not playing in October doesn't mean that there's no uh, pressure. Pressure is yep. not the right word yep. uh, Heyman's using. Heyman could say, like, you know, uh, maybe Heyman just values... Uh, postseason stuff and that that could be fine but i mean mvp has always been a regular season award you know tawny's having an incredible regular season but travis let's officially just <laughs> cut it off let's just let's just knock it off until
0: put it on the back burner for a couple more weeks and then the you season know.
1: ends and we can really make our cases because you know at the end of the end of the season we'll talk about our all mlb teams and we'll definitely hone in on the mvp race some of the Cy Young races all that kind of fun stuff mm-hmm. so we, we don't want to touch on it too much a couple weeks right before um, it's really time to take a deep dive in all that as the postseason's about to begin. So we'll save it. Travis, let's switch over now to the uh, MLB official power rankings they posted today. So there's a new top 10 every week, at least every week that they posted on Twitter. So I have the new uh, top 10 that get released today right here on my phone. So I'll read off the one through 10. I'll just go the whole 10. Okay. And we'll just talk about, I guess, our general thoughts and observations. One is the Dodgers. Two is the Astros. No surprise there. Three is the Mets. Four is the Braves. Five is the Cardinals. Six is the Yankees. Seven is the Blue Jays. Eight is the Rays. Nine is the Mariners. And ten is the Guardians. So I guess we'll just take it one step at a time. At the top, Dodgers won. One. No surprise at all. Yep, Astros two. No surprise at all. Easy, easy one two, right? Yep. Third is the Mets. Um, I think Mets being top three, top four, I think that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, especially you're getting Scherzer back. The ground's been really good since he came back. Um, a lot to like about what's going on in uh for the Mets. The Braves at four, I think makes sense too. They had some convincing wins. They did good against the Phillies the Cardinals at five. So I guess what's your thoughts about like the three, four, five, all being NL teams, four of the top five teams in the NL.
0: Yeah. I mean, of course, like you talked about Dodgers, easily number one, that's just no problem at all. And then, I mean, Mets with their record, just with the players that they have, um, they, I think are easily a top four team. So I think them and the Braves, it just, I think whatever team finishes ahead, is going to be of course the leader in the power rankings right now of course the Mets have a one game lead on the Braves I think I saw about a week ago when uh you know they did the last power rankings I think the Braves were ahead of the Mets I think the the Mets went on like a three game losing streak and the Braves won a bunch of games and were ahead in the division so that one's just kind of a a a teeter-totter it's it's just going to go back and forth with with the Mets and the Braves so I'm cool with that Cardinals number five I actually really like um you definitely would think the yankees should be a top five team just because of what they've been able to do the last you know i would say the second half alex has just been kind of a, it's been a stumble it's been a stumble and a struggle for them i think there was at one point the angels actually had a better record than the yankees or a very similar since even record even the second half and the yep. deadline so it's kind of crazy that the yankees are playing under 500 baseball over the last couple of weeks or months or so um and the cardinals have been rising i mean Um, talk about who won that trade Harrison Bader for uh, Jordan Montgomery Montgomery's been absolutely dealing for the Cardinals right now and uh, I think Bader actually just made his debut
1: I think it might be tomorrow okay
0: okay yeah Yeah, you're right he has not even made his debut in a Yankee uniform just yet so really funny and interesting that you know the way that those teams kind of you know cross paths but Cardinals I think they are a top five team Um, they have just been showing that they have been you know clicking on all sides of the ball Goldschmidt Arenado um could be one of the craziest i mean i i I guarantee i could find another one but as of uh you know recent memory could be one of the craziest kind of duo seasons between those two guys i think both guys are on track for almost like an 8-5 war um it'd be fun to look back and see what kind of duos that have done you know really good at that kind of level for war and that kind of production both guys great on defense both guys having almost career seasons offensively too um so that's of course really special with the cardinals Um, so I, again, not really a big problem with the top five. I, I, I can, I can see all those teams, the way that they were voted in, um, all those teams, except for the Mets and the, and the, um, Braves, uh, have a really big lead in their division. They're currently just killing their division. So really can't complain too much about that order and listing. I think number one, number two has to be exactly that way. Dodgers Astros after that, you can kind of get into these different tiers of the top foot 10 and, uh, and honestly, I see it that way. Mets over the Braves um and then of course you know Mets and Braves over the Cardinals in the top 5 but um yeah no no i mean no problems there any problems for you
1: I don't think major problems no i think the Yankees if we're talking about the talent of the team top to yep. bottom i like them as a top 5 team probably over the Cardinals Cardinals have been great um they're trending well too yep. i just think that you know in a series i might like the Yankees because of the pitching and the bullpen might mm-hmm. be a bit more trustworthy for me, at least. I mean, the bullpen has been really good for the Car- Cardinals, too, at least with Helsley has been, yeah. you know. It, we'll talk about, like, who's our closer of the year. And all, a lot of the season, it's been, like, Diaz. Yep. Yeah. But Helsley has been also yeah. Uh, in that tier, whatever the top tier is. He had an
0: immaculate inning a couple nights ago or something it, like that. I think last night, maybe, yeah. uh, okay.
1: or a couple of nights. Yeah, like you said, it might be a couple of nights ago. An immaculate inning save in the ninth inning, which is just, like, you know pure dominance really um and what's funny
0: is they maybe had the yankees and cardinals kind of even but the cardinals did sweep the yankees in st louis earlier this year so maybe that was kind of their tiebreaker to say hey you guys actually played each other
1: we did see that Yeah,
0: montas got rocked and you know guys just did not live up to what they were doing but um i think you can say yankees have slipped out of that top three top four i think the mets and the braves have proved to be more of a stable uh you know 25 26 man roster Um, to kind of make that edge on there, Cardinals just been, you know, trending really, really nicely in the last couple of weeks. Um, I would say probably the last six weeks they've been doing really well. So, um, no problems there. I mean, Yankees, I think they're right there knocking on the top five, but I think with the struggles as of late, Alex, we saw Garrett Cole yesterday. He got rocked. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of this guy right now. I, I we talked about it a couple weeks ago about who's our number one, who's our number two right now. If we had to pick pitchers, Degrom was easily number one. Number two, we were talking about it. Cole has still been that guy where I'd love to grab and get, but I, I don't know what's been happening to him this season. I think it was the ERA over like a three.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't have it in front of me, but it's it's definitely it's, it's up not there. not on the level um, that he would want that uh, the Yankees are you know, paying for in a way. Yep. Um, Three, a l- four. A lot of other guys kind of outperforming that. Um, it is definitely, a, a you know, some sort of cause for concern. And the whole team ERA has been a lot worse in the second half than the first half. The first half, it was so good yep. with Nestor, with Cole, with Monty, with everyone. Now, Monty, of course, gone. Adding Montas, who hasn't been amazing, but um, has had some decent moments with the team. And I expect him to be decent in October. But I guess my main thought is that, you know, I think the pitching maybe was too good in the first half, but yeah. now it's now it's also probably gone the other way where I think they're better than what they're showing recently. I think with a, a rotation that has, you know, a series with Nestor, with Cole, with Montas, and then you can kind of pick your poison um, for that fourth spot. Um, and then you're gonna have lots of depth options, uh, in for like long relief because they just have a handful of starters, you know, and other, other kind of up and comers like Clark Schmidt can like have some sort of impact there as well. But, um, I think that they're still poised to be, um, a top American league team at least. Yeah. And then looking below them, Jays, Rays, Mariners, those are just the wild card teams there. Yeah. I think it all kind of makes some sense. And then the guardians rounded yeah. out, um, yeah. I don't know if I'd have the Guardians in my top 10.
0: Yeah, I mean, either. I think Padres or Phillies are a little bit stronger.
1: Yeah, I think that the Guardians, I mean, they're giving them props for being that division leader. Um, And they're trending well in the division race. But I just think that um, there are just some weaknesses there. The pitching has been pretty solid. The defense is really good. I just don't love the offense. Um, A lot of contact instead of power, which, Travis, it's working for them. So I'm not going to knock it. But, I mean, it's working for them. In a pretty weak division, I'll say. Um, a division that's been underperforming. And, you know, J Ram is a superstar, but a lot of the other names, I think, you know. I mean, you
0: Steven know Steven Kwan Andres Jimenez.
1: Kwan Jimenez. I mean, Jimenez is is phenomenal. Yeah. Kwan yeah. has been a really good this year. I, I'm just thinking that for like a I mean, any once you get to October, any team can get hot at the right time. Of course, of course, yeah. But if I'm picking like my my horses of who I'm gonna you know be betting on, uh, I'm gonna definitely lean towards um, offense that I think is more sustainable. And I think a lot of like the slap hitting is um, it can work, but it needs to. is that the second it dries out the second it kind of slumps it just all kind of falls apart um
0: if you take out jose ramirez out of that lineup alex your home run leader is josh Naylor with 17
1: that's pretty crazy so i
0: mean you're literally looking at guys that don't even have only one guy has 20 or more home runs in the lineup they're all just having phenomenal batting averages and getting those singles which you talked about the white Sox were famous with singles and it's not helping them win games you need extra base hits to win some of these ball games um, it's funny how Jose Ramirez has just transcended that lineup into what they are today. Um, and if, you know, like you said, the pitching has been doing really well. I will say, I wonder if right now, I mean, you talked about some of the great closers of, um, of the year and all that stuff. I mean, the way, that, the way that Karnacek has been pitching in the eighth and class A in the ninth, that's a pretty deadly eighth and ninth inning coming in so if you can get bieber if you can get uh mckenzie uh tristan mckenzie and also cal Quantrill to go six seven innings in a ball game or in a playoff game you leave those two guys to come out and they have done a great job um right i wonder if karen checks using something sticky
1: yeah his his hair his hair was under investigation by by some of the some of the umps checking to make sure there's nothing sticky going on um because he was someone who really fell off once they banned the sticky substances I can't believe that was already that was early last season.
0: Yeah, I know. It
1: seems like it was like more recent than that, but um, and
0: we've yet to see the great Rays pitcher. I'm forgetting his name now. Glass now. Glass (laughs) now.
1: Yeah, like a week after that, um, just completely. You know, he kind of threw MLB under the bus for the way they handled it. Um, Has not made his return quite yet. It'd be crazy if he got activated before the playoffs, but I I don't think he'd be able to play. I think because I know that like there Was a deadline for like when you could call up a player and have them be on your postseason team, hmm. like because the Yankees were like, the Yankees called up Oswaldo Peraza, wait, Peraza, per- they called up Peraza just just in time, yeah, I think. And everyone was like, okay, like if they need him in the postseason, they can use him. I'm not 100% on that, but I, I remember one example, Travis, was last year, Angels cut Jose Iglesias, uh. They just DFA'd him, I think. And then the Red Sox picked him up, and he had a good like final month for them but was not eligible for the postseason on their team because he didn't play enough team games with them. There's just some sort of rule there. Anyways, I forgot how I even got on this whole thing. But, oh, now, right. How do we
0: get to Jose Iglesias? Yeah. Uh,
1: but but now was the uh, – I'm not sure if he'd be able to be in the postseason. Uh, I think the answer would be no, but I could be wrong there. Either way. We this whole rabbit hole all started from us talking about Kiermaier's hair, but um the Guardians the Guardians are ranked tenth right now. Like you said, I would like a Phillies or maybe a Padres there. Um, there are definitely question marks with those teams too, just like with the Guardians. There's no perfect spot for like that tenth pick. The Mariners are someone who also have uh, some sort of weaknesses that I have picked up on. A lot of their offense, Travis. Like I was looking at like my app. Let me actually pull it up right now. I was looking at my app for how I check scores and they just have like the Angels and the uh the Angels and the Mariners offense were like super comparable, which is like not mm. a good sign because yeah. the Angels offense has not been very good. Yeah, it's ran by um, two
0: guys. I should say three guys, Ward and yeah, you know, Trout and Otani, but yeah.
1: Um yeah, and then Mihos picked up the slack, but you know, it's it's definitely not what you want from a playoff team. And yes. I think the I can't find what I was looking at before, but I think like the Mariners had like a very comparable, um, like team batting average, um, team on base. It was not that far off Mm -hmm. and I I wish I had Mm -hmm. the numbers in front of me, but, um, I don't. However, all my main point is that I think the pitching has kind of carried the Mariners and I'm not sure that some of the pitchers are that sustainable. I think Gilbert's really good. I think Ray is definitely good. Um,
0: I th- Castillo too. I th-
1: yeah. Castillo's an ace. I, yeah, I, I yeah. have no qualms about him. Um, Marco Gonzalez is someone who the Angels really got to. I think it was yesterday, right? Um Yes. Was it yesterday?
0: Yeah. It was I can't remember. Either but, that or Friday, because they th- scored a bunch of runs. Yeah. I
1: think they had a good outing against him. I think Renhifo probably did some damage, but um <laughs> That's right. But anyways, I, I'm just I'm just trying to point out the fact that like the Mariners, um, Just like the Guardians, there might be some stuff there that, you know, this is a team that's going to, you know, probably be in the playoffs and um, definitely could get hot at the right time. But I have some questions about, um, you know, the strength of their you know team as a whole. Julio Rodriguez has been phenomenal. And a lot of the other guys like France, like Eugenio Suarez, they kind of step, step, step up at the right times to kind of contribute offensively enough to help the pitching out. I think they're pitching ERA uh since like august or something august to now has been like two points it's been like really good as, a, yeah. as, as, as as a team so um the bullpen has been picking up you know the the starters when they need to and it's been overall um good things for seattle but i just they're just another team that i feel like i might trust like a blue jays or a yankees a bit more yeah than uh than the mariners which, which is why then we rank them higher so i guess i have no problems in that regard but um Anything else Travis I'm trying to think of other teams that might have deserved a shout out but They're I think that's snubbed. pretty much it.
0: Yeah I mean you're trying to you're you're sifting a lot through the um you know the teams that are going to make the playoffs and the teams that are you know right now just almost out of it. I mean I don't think of any other team in the central that could be in the top you know 10 right. or even you know maybe possibly even the top 15 um it just seems like those teams right now even in both Uh, leagues in the central for nl and the al it just seems like the guardians and the cardinals are your you know two uh good teams and other than that it's just kind of a lot of just meh baseball all the teams in the east or in the west are you know proving to be a lot better than than those teams in the central but i mean yeah i i think we we mentioned it padres phillies i probably would have had those both those teams ahead of the guardians but you know like you said uh guardians have been doing a great job they've you know just been such a dark horse running away with this division as of right now it's three and a half right now I don't know what the what the scores look like today with the updates could be you know could be less tomorrow could be more tomorrow we'll have to see but uh you know one thing is certain Cleveland the guardians uh just a crazy you know turnaround from the season um and and you know everything they've been doing uh we've seen some I think some updates with I guess the the postseason you know Matchups what we what we what we should be seeing you know I think we saw Seattle last week Alex they were the four seed now they're the six seed so now they are things closed up
1: pretty quickly in that it, it,
0: the the weekend series against the Angels they 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 lost three of four almost got swept today which would have been kind of interesting getting swept four games in Anaheim to a team that is going to be you know drastically finishing under five hundred. And, and you know you're you're supposed to be this wild card hot shot playoff team, and it's it, it'd, be, it'd be interesting, you know, how teams would view that.
1: I, I I will add I think that after the win yesterday by the Angels over the Mariners, I think that the Angels secured the season series.
0: They did. They did. Which yep, yep. today they they, they they did. They
1: still have a series to play.
0: Yeah. Which no means- no they do not. Oh, they don't. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my bad. In Texas. Yeah.
1: I thought they go back to Seattle. Yeah. So that makes sense then. I was gonna say if they have a series to go, it's like how did we already win this (laughs) series? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense then.
0: Yeah. But um, I think it was like ten to nine.
1: But with that in mind, like um, even though that's really close, um, maybe that's the reason why I'm a little bit low on the Mariners. Mm -hmm. Maybe when they play some other teams, they show something that they don't show against us, perhaps. But um, we've just had some good games against them. So when I'm watching the Mariners against my team. I see some of my my players, you know, tee off on their pitchers or whatever it might be. Renifo had a couple, if I'm not, Renjifo had two, no, I think it was Thursday and Sunday, but he had two games where yeah. he had two home runs in the same game. But anyways, this is not a, this is not a Luis Renjifo <laughs> podcast. Um, the Mariners are definitely a team that um, kind of deserves some respect after, you know, last season kind of got, I wouldn't say they got written off, but like they kind of got laughed at a little bit for the whole run differential thing. Like they almost snuck into the playoffs, but the run differential was negative. This year, they're definitely a more complete team. They made some good moves. One of the interesting things, Travis, is how I think one of their big trades, one of the big difference makers from last year to this year, of course, is Julio. Mm -hmm. And then they got Castillo at the deadline. But besides that, like one of the big depth things was when they traded, um, uh, They traded for Winker, and then they said they'd take on the contract of Eugenio Suarez. Yeah, but it it really ended up being a trade for Eugenio Suarez, and they would just take on Winker because Winker has been, you know, not that spectacular, and Eugenio Suarez has been an offensive force for them. I wish I had the hormone numbers in front of me, but he's thirty-one. He's absolutely mashing the ball. Um, his OPS plus numbers are pretty solid. I believe I don't have it in front of me.
0: One thirty three.
1: Yeah. So Travis, (laughs) I mean, yeah. For a third baseman, like we're talking about, uh,
0: Winker's at a one Oh one OPS plus, you know, he's barely putting up, you know, MLB average 13 home runs only for Winker. And we saw, I think we saw him hit 13 home runs in a month in the last couple of years with the Reds. It's a monster months.
1: And when the trade happened, Travis, we all kind of viewed it as a Winker, you know, as a Winker trade that you have to take on Suarez's contract Mm because he has like a few years owed to him. Um, if Suarez didn't do what he's doing, if he just kind of was dead weight, it would try to look pretty bad because Winker's just been a so-so hitter with like, you know, the average defense. Yeah. And, uh, instead you got the bonus of Suarez being in that mix and he's just been, you know, a middle of the order hitter for them uh, yep. in a big way. So, um, you know, some de- things definitely broke right for them in that deal, um, to make up for the Winker stuff. But, and they also picked up Carlos Santana who, yep has a lot of really good underlying numbers despite like he was batting like 190 like earlier earlier this week. I'm um, on the season. There's still some underlying numbers that show um he still mashes the ball and he showed it today with a couple home runs uh in Anaheim. So
0: Grand Salami too, yeah.
1: Mariners are in a good spot, I'd say. Do you give any shot at all for one of the AL teams to fall out of the wild card race? I'm looking at it right now. I'm not sure if it's updated for today but Baltimore was four and a half games behind mm-hmm. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Do you give any shot to that?
0: I mean, the way Seattle played the last weekend, it, it definitely is proven that they could you know lose a series or get swept by a team in a series. So I'm, I'm not counting out anybody just yet. I mean, I think I'll count out the Red Sox, Twins, and White Sox to make the wild card. I won't count out the White Sox a, a yet for the division, even though, again... I'm get, sick and tired of talking about them. Yeah. Um, Baltimore, they, you know, I, I feel like Baltimore though has probably played their peak baseball. I, it, it'd be hard to see sure. them kind of get things in the, into uh gear for the next two weeks to make a strong playoff push. I don't think Baltimore and, you know, Seattle play each other, but Baltimore could play a lot of games against Tampa or Toronto who's in their division. I'll have to see what, uh, what, what the schedule looks like in the next couple of weeks. But you know, Baltimore is probably the only team, but you know. Credit them for, I mean, again, like I mentioned, we, we talked about it so much about, a, you know, one month ago, what they were able to do. And also, I mean, Alex, I think, that, like I said, they were like plus 5,000 to like make the playoffs this year. Yeah. I, I mean, talk about almost just destroying Vegas. Right. <laughs> I mean, but I... I wh- who, 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 who's the brave soul that placed that $1,000 bet on them? Yeah, exactly. They basically just can quit their job and, you know, move to... <laughs> move to Malibu or something like that but I mean looking at Baltimore they play Detroit which I mean could be a good series for them to get back and sweep that series they play Houston they play four at Boston so it really doesn't help them too much beating Boston they have to go to New York to play three against New York then they play three at home against Toronto so maybe you can see some magic come in there but I mean I don't know which team would slip up I don't want to say the Mariners are gonna slip again I don't know what their schedule looks like could the Mariners be playing the Astros? You know, for for the last couple of uh, series during the during the last two weeks, will the Astros? If if so, would the Astros rest a lot of their guys? I think
1: i'll answer your question right there okay the mariners remaining schedule i just pulled it up it looks pretty weak in my okay. estimation okay. it's probably a lot of oakland oakland and then kansas city and then texas okay and then oakland again and then they finish in detroit so okay
0: yeah and that's, uh, that's or versus detroit it should be a lock for them so
1: right now. yeah, yeah they're, they should barring a major meltdown they should coast in yeah um yep. pretty yep. easily
0: so i i again i mean it it Baltimore is just going to have to play and hopefully get lucky that, you know, I, again, I don't see Tampa at all falling just because that's not their nature. And I, you know, Toronto is the only team I could see possibly some sort of maybe choke, but I just think that they're just too good this year. Um, They have too many pieces added that they're not going to fall short of, uh, of this wild card. And they actually have the lead out of all the wild card teams right now. So they would have to lose. They basically right now have a six game lead from what I'm looking at over Baltimore for the, um, for you know for a playoff spot right now so it just seems like it's just kind of the, the three teams are already secured for the wild card Toronto Tampa and Seattle and then right now of course moving kind of to the NL you still have Milwaukee looming but it just <laughs> it doesn't look good for Milwaukee it just seems like they have just been dropping a step every single week have not really gained any ground um to to get back into the playoffs maybe maybe Philly would have some sort of I don't know what their next two weeks. Again, Alex, it's funny. You could just look at so many schedules right now and kind of get your get your predictions of what the teams will be doing. If Philly's playing Atlanta and the Mets a lot in the next two weeks, maybe things could get interesting because maybe you have the Mets who are, of course, still trying to secure the division. Braves are still trying to secure the division. And then, of course, maybe they're just trying to beat down on the Phillies. I think Bryce Harper's back, though. Um, that helps them out a lot. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's fun to see kind of some of these teams right now. I think Milwaukee's the only team right now that we can probably say, has um, a decent okay somewhat shot to to still make the playoffs i think the al is kind of it's kind of done unless you're looking at the al central the al central is the only division i think right now in the al that is um i shouldn't say that. the yankees i don't know they <laughs> five and a half game lead on toronto alex again we could see so much things happen right now so um houston dodgers you guys are the only ones right now that are looking really pretty.
1: Yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're at a point in the season where it's almost done, but we just don't want to call anything too early and mm-hmm. risk looking like fools. Just because crazy things can happen in the last couple of weeks, especially when you're playing your division a bunch. Yep. Yankees could slip. You know, anyone could really fall off. But I'm still thinking that you know we agree the top two, the two dogs. Um, National League, you're looking at the Dodgers. American yep. League, you're looking at the Astros. Astros actually, Travis, they just won right now. The Astros okay. now clinched the a- AL West. Okay. They are just Easily. Con- they're just continuing their dominance, you yep. know, in the division. Um, but, yeah, Travis, that is all that. We can kind of continue any further conversation about those races, you know, as we get more info coming
0: next week. Next <sighs> week we should probably have a lot of teams probably off the off the board for I would you know, think so. Playoffs. So we can start at least dialing down into the matchups, what we're going to be looking at for who's going to get the buys, who's going to be, you know, going where in your wild card round. It's going to be fun this year, Alex, but you got the wild card weekend. Um, three days of baseball. It's kind of funny how you literally have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday of wealth card weekend. That will be a jam packed with football, all that kind of stuff. You're It's just going to be, it's going to be a couch it, weekend. It
1: will, it will be <laughs> definitely a weekend where you can just cross off any other plans. Besides- Open the
0: chips, cook the dogs, <laughs> cook the burgers, the steaks. It's going to be it's stay at home time. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I, I cannot wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, Travis, like I said, we will update the listeners in the coming weeks about the races, how they break down. Of course, we'll have some sort of awards episode uh, when the season does end. But. Um, Travis. Next couple of weeks, it's just going to be tracking the Judge, tracking the Otani greatness, tracking the Pujols milestone.
0: It will, yeah. It will be fun. But hopefully, um, by next time, we'll have some exciting milestone news. I think, I won't. I won't predict it, but I think Judge, he should probably be having the milestone news when we come back next week and discuss it all. Pujols, we'll see. Two home runs could be, uh, could be a heavy task. It's it's funny how things can go. But Alex. I'm going to ask you one more milestone question. I asked you earlier uh, in the week, but um, yesterday, I think it was yesterday you texted, you texted me and in the group chat and, you know, mentioned that I think DeGrom had like 10 strikeouts through four innings, right? The pitch count was a little bit higher, but it was almost like, it's one of those things where will someone break the 20 strikeout game? You know, DeGrom could be the guy to do it. Um, Right now DeGrom is um, he's 34 years old. He turned 34 in June, so he's you know still you know early part of 34 um looks like he's probably gonna have to go he's, I, he's in a contract here this year i think he can opt out or whatever people always say yeah, he's gonna go to the braves um that's been that's been the news he'll,
1: no he'll, he'll 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 definitely test free agency and we'll and, see how that goes around. and he's
0: the kind of guy that i could see going into his 40s kind of like a verlander you could see him dominating at 38 almost kind of like scherzer two but right now 34 years old he has he has 86 strikeouts this year so far and that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty good for 54 innings pitched and only has been pitching for about 2 months and still incredible. um has so many strikeouts. Right now Alex, he has on his career 1591 um so nine shy of 1600 strikeouts. Uh pretty pretty incredible mark for only pitching, you know, you, you know only being in the league, le- you know, less than 10 years in the league and you're at that mark right now. Um one question I'll have to ask to you do you think he's a guy that gets to 3000? I mean, we talked about Scherzer getting to 3000 Verlander's got to 3000. I think Kershaw's on Mark for 3000, if I'm not mistaken, if he hasn't done it yet, but do you think DeGrom gets 1400 more strikeouts in his career knowing that he's 34 right now, he started so late in his career, which is just a damn shame because you want to see more of this guy. But, um, Funny thing is he was a shortstop before he came to the, you know, in college. So transition over to a pitcher. But do you see him getting 1,400 more strikeouts, getting 3,000 strikeouts on his career? We talk about this all the time in the offseason. What are the milestones coming up next season? What are these guys going to get, especially during Hall of Fame time? But 1,400 strikeouts, Alex, do you see this guy getting to 3,000? Yeah,
1: I would personally lean no for sure. Mm -hmm. I just think that um, in an ideal world where he's healthy every single season, and he makes it to like 42, 43, Mm -hmm. I could see it happening. I just don't see that happening personally. Um, He could definitely be the type like a Verlander where he's pitching in his 40s. Um, Maybe he keeps that gas since he, you know, like you said, the innings pitched, the mileage on his arm is not the same. as like a Kershaw is someone who is still like in his, what you would say is like early 30s or Mm -hmm. like early mid 30s that might not make it to being over 40 just because... He was pitching at a really young age, at yep. a high workload. He was dominant in his early to mid twenties, therefore, um kind of had that just, just more mileage on the arm, whereas DeGrom might have had less mileage from a younger age. So that might benefit DeGrom's longevity. I just think the injury history is a bit concerning to kind of project him to be one of this one of these huge stat accumulators. Yep. I think when we look back at DeGrom's career, it's gonna be about how good his prime was, ro- mm-hmm. how good his prime was and how dominant he was. I could see this dominance lasting for a few more seasons um assuming good health. I just think that you know like last season was amazing, got hurt. This season started the season injured, came back was been really great. Yep. I just don't see um the fact that he's throwing, you know, over 100 consistently. His slider's like his slider hits like 93 94. It's like
0: How do you hit that? It makes
1: no sense. Jared and, Weaver
0: and, was hitting 91 on his fastball.
1: Right. And and and, <laughs> and you know just the amount of strain that probably puts on your arm makes for some amazing dominance uh at the peak but i think it might shave off some longevity due to injuries or whatever may happen i could see him kind of losing some gas at some point or maybe he keeps the gas but just you know might fall to injuries i don't want to count him out because he's been so amazing and his peak has been so good that if he kind of kept it up into his late 30s you could see him make just huge progress in the next several seasons but i think um, reasonable expectation would have me leaning that he will not make it. Um, mm-hmm. Do you agree, or do you think that he's you give him more of a shot than I do?
0: I I give him a shot. I I think I in in what you mentioned, you know, it gives great respect to the name of like Nolan Ryan going what to. 45 years old and how much longevity of course no one Ryan I think it's what over 5000 strikeouts that's something that we might not even see ever again just because Scherzer and Verlander just you know well, they got yeah. 3000 a couple of seasons think we'll see that, and yeah. and it's, it's one of those crazy numbers but um I do give him a shot I think that he's a guy that could age really nicely and still pitch in his early 40s to 43 possibly maybe even 44 I think um he's only been in the league 9 years right now and I think he still has a lot still left in the tank i think he could be a really good um you know his, his prime could i think last a really long time i'm still giving him a good shot to get to 3,000. um it's funny i'm looking at one other guy alex the same age as Degrom, and it's clayton kershaw 34 years old and kershaw right now 2777 career strikeouts so he of course um is a little bit over 200 more strikeouts to get to 3000 probably of course this see this season honestly he could get 23 more strikeouts to get to 2800 and then next season probably won't get to 200 strikeouts because he has not done that since 2017 um the health has been the big issue but kershaw is a guy that i think that he literally needs about two more seasons to get to 3000 i think that's a good shot because i think some teams right now the way he's been pitching this season Alex, it's still been really good i think a team will give him a contract you know north of uh of, of two uh one one year two years uh of you know after after this season sure um i, I could see that you know hint hint maybe a team in red <laughs> that isn't a far move for him but uh angels that would i, I thought about today and that would be that'd be a weird look
1: seeing kershaw in an angels uniform it, it, it would seeing him in anything but i think dodgers yeah, is kind of weird yeah, but yeah. for some reason texas does just make sense besides the yeah. fact that he's like i think he has the, the He's from there, right? He's from there, all stuff. But, but yeah. even besides that, like the the uniform kind of makes sense on him. Yes. But like imagining him in like Angels or Yankees or Red Sox, that all just looks Houston wrong orange, in, in right? Your head. Oh, <laughs> They'll make Dodger fans cry.
0: But uh, you know, it, it, it's just funny how I, I always compare those two because we've seen Degrom for less than a decade, and we've seen Kershaw for it feels like almost two decades, and both guys are the same age. It's just funny how um, you know, and both guys are still, I will say, competing at a very high level, even though sometimes you don't think that Kershaw is it's still unbelievable the inning marks are low the last you know the last three years which is going to be the biggest problem with him but you know it's still prime time you know what you're getting with the pitching from Kershaw but I just thought that was one question I thought about when you mentioned that he was 10 strikeouts through four it just seems like he is just a machine when it comes to the pitching aspect of the game um and it's funny the young gun the cruise missile O'Neill Cruz was the one that got the big home run off of him yep. that knocked him out of that game in the fifth inning. So, um, young talent kind of, uh, taking control of, uh, older talent. And so th- that's one guy, of course, that we'll be keeping an eye on for the next coming years. Alex, I mean, what an exciting player he's been with the exit velocities and those home runs he's been able to hit. So, um, really funny and, and, and poetic to have the young guy, the young phenom, and just how big he is come up against the best pitcher in the game right now. And first at bat was a line drive missile double double, off the wall. Yeah, and then the next at bat, I believe it was the next at bat. That was it was almost the same spot, but the ball was hit, you know, twenty feet higher and over the wall. Um, And just God, how fast those balls get out of the ballpark! It, it, I, I can't explain
1: it. That's the thing about Degrom too is when you throw one hundred and two or one hundred and one, and then you have a guy like Cruz with that kind of power. When He squares up, it is just like no doubter. Um, just but,
0: please don't have it come back at him, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, it'd just be a disaster, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much everything I know we, we covered today and all that stuff, but uh, we're always looking at milestone watches because it just seems like this season is solely focused on milestones as we covered right now, but it's you been know, a season of, of, of important numbers to
1: track, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the Grams is going to be fun to track how his career kind of goes forward um but yeah we have our work cut out for us in the coming weeks to do some justice to what judge albert are doing what you know guys like Otani are are doing and it's uh it's gonna be a fun rest of the season it's gonna be fun kind of marching into the playoffs um with some cool narratives going so that pretty much wraps up the episode travis uh if you made it this far listeners thanks so much for listening uh check out the instagram check out the twitter uh we're looking into trying to make some different ways to kind of organize the content as well. Uh, might be looking into some more short form videos, maybe some like Instagram reels. I'm gonna do some experiments. You so, like t- you like TikTok? You know TikTok's a good way to get get viral. You know Travis might <laughs> have to true. might have to give it a try. So uh, I'm gonna look into it a bit and see what I can uh, figure out. Uh, the tech guy, but yeah, if you made it this far, we appreciate your support, and we'll talk to you guys next week.
0: Presented by Tool Tools Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>